You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Bring it up, Jay. will join us in 40 minutes to kick off hour number two. Uh, eight Buckets New York Jets edition coming up as we move along. We'll talk Major League Baseball trade deadline with John Heyman. All our bets for tonight coming up in the final hour, the power hour of the show. Uh, we will get to, Ken, it moved coming up here in just a moment, but I have an impromptu version of Nick's NFL Nuggets coming up here. So we have some breaking news in the NFL. Not really oh, news, yeah. Breaking news, but involved. Never a bad time for the, Nuggets. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Love some, love some nuggets. Uh, this involves the Denver Broncos. Um, if people in this will, this will not go for too long. Um, if you were on Twitter, X, whatever, you're on social media today. <laughs> it's just so dumb. It's I, just the just, dumbest thing. Can we just make like a show packed here? Just, can we just call it Twitter? I don't want to call it X. Everybody doesn't. Nobody wants to call it by the thing he wants to call it by. Nobody wants this at all. Also, and this is also really fun. And again, like if you're listening and you love Elon Musk, great. Also, you probably have a lot of money because you invested in his companies and they're doing really well. They were doing really well, at least. Um, I just, it's really funny to me. I didn't know this until I was on vacation. So when he was at PayPal, so he was part of like a group that merged with another group to form PayPal. He also wanted to change the name of PayPal to X. And everyone was like, no. And then he was like out of the company later. It's like it's almost like that's what signaled the the, the demise. Is like you want to we're we're called PayPal. What are you? This is talking like his about? life's work. Like it's not the. <laughs> yes. it's not like the, he's dying to own his own company. Car. So he can call it's, it it's X. Not like send rockets yeah. to space. Whatever. It's the take, right. make a company take over a company and then rename it X. Like that's this guy's like life yes. life's goal. That he owns he owns it. Like he bought it, so now he gets to do. It. He couldn't do that with the other companies. Now he just gets to do it. Like neat. What a cool idea. What was the uh, the Trump line about him? Like uh, so, something like in rocket ship car driverless cars that crash and rocket ships to nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> what about boy? Uh, I mean, takes one to no Trump- one because like he he's got him dead pegged. I gotta be honest, <laughs> right? I just I mean, what about what about driverless cars that like switch lanes and like are dangerous on the road? What should happen to them? Like, a, well, like, you know what? Destroyed. This is what could solve our problem from the first segment. They're just driverless. The punishment cars. 
Oh, good. They just seek out, they seek out the bad actors. And then, in, then they that? determine when a safe time to execute their punishment is. See, I, I think the problem with this would be with Elon's recent track record. Well, it would a lot probably of death target like would probably, probably be target one of the like big like problems. A, like a family of six and like a ninety-five Plymouth Voyager going like ten miles below the speed limit. <laughs> You've been targeted for Whoops. punishment. No. Whoops. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, all right. How about an NFL nugget to, uh, to wet the old whistle and tickle the old fancy? Um, so if you were on, you know, Twitter before or Instagram, whatever, I'm sure you saw. And this is like it's actually like really terrible news. Uh, Broncos wide receiver Tim Patrick was really highly regarded coming into last season towards ACL, like on the first or second day of training camp last year, missed the entire season, worked really hard to come back, was going to be the team's third receiver this year behind Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. Um, it's not confirmed yet, but non-contact injury earlier today for Tim Patrick. Broncos head coach Sean Payton um, finally stopped talking about Jets offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett and told reporters that they fear it's an Achilles injury for Tim Patrick which would obviously be season ending. And if you see the video, Patrick kind of like crumples to the ground um, very early into a route, non-contact is sitting there like on, on the turf or the grass or whatever, takes his helmet off. That's really tough. And you can yeah. just kind of like feel the emotion, like what he's thinking and feeling in that moment. And it's really terrible. So it's a big blow to the Broncos offense and obviously terrible for the young man also, but that's a sports betting show, fantasy football, whatever. So we're going to talk about how it impacts things on the field. So that obviously impacts the Broncos and Russell Wilson and, and Sean Payton and, and the pass catching group. And now this news comes out and I'm guess I think this is from either Adam Schefter or Ian Rappaport, whatever. They probably both have it. The Broncos are going to waive wide receiver KJ, KJ Hamler, like the uh, speedster from Penn state. Um, non-football illness designation. Apparently, they're going to bring him back potentially in like a couple of weeks, maybe like a month from now. But the fact that they're doing this, to me at least, signals, on the day that Tim Patrick may have a season-ending Achilles injury, probably does, signals that they really like their second-round rookie receiver, that they traded up in the draft to get. When there was thought that maybe they trade Cortland Sutton, would they pick up Jerry Judy's fifth-year option? They kept Sutton. They didn't trade Judy. But then they traded up in the draft to select Marvin Mims. And as it stands right now, like, Mims is going to be their third receiver. I don't think you do something like this with K.J. Hamler unless, like, there's a level of confidence in, like, in the rookie receiver here. I'm not saying he's going to be, like, the breakout player, offensive rookie of the year, anything like that. But just, like, an early signal that I think the Broncos pretty clearly like the rookie wide receiver, again, Marvin Mims, that they took in the second round. Just something to think about as we approach the preseason, anytime touchdowns, your fantasy drafts, et cetera here. Marvin Mims, keep an eye on Marvin Mims, the Denver Broncos second round rookie receiver. And that was Nick's NFL Nuggets here on a Monday. That was good. That was a good one. I, I got to be honest, like I missed this stuff. And I, you and Will, I think, did a lot of it last week. Training camps are opening. You had the Ramsey injury. You had the Burrow like, oh my God, what's happening? Oh, wait, it's actually maybe not that big of a deal situation, which is always tough in the moment because he's one of the most important, like five players in the NFL. And you don't know if he's out for the year or if he's out for a day or nothing. And uh, so you had both those things happen, but then just like kind of a bevy of other uh, of other news things. I like the Knicks NFL nuggets. That's always my favorites because I don't, I don't have the time to read some of this stuff and I don't play fantasy football. So this is all very interesting to me. This is what you get when you have someone who plays dynasty fantasy football also yeah. and is locked in and is locked into the NFL 24 7. Yeah, I, I don't know about any props. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm at, this is great. Yeah. You going to get into the props this season? I'd love to just say yes because it's like, yeah, let's do it. I, realistically, the answer is probably no, but I, I bet on a lot of stuff. 
I got to do all the, I got to pull the giant college football wagon again this year. So like, I, you know, I do that. Yes, you do. And then you got this. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you very much. Speaking of which, for the first Lochmas tomorrow, maybe August 1st. Oh yeah. Yeah. Give out a win total maybe. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Love it. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, It's either. It's either Ben bet or it's about to get bet. It's one of the one of one of those two things, which is why it will be done tomorrow and not today. Great. All right. So uh coming up tomorrow, the first lockmas of the year, college football win total under bed. We can look forward to that on a terrific football Tuesday. But for now, it is a magnificent football Monday with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley here on You Better You Bet. Great to have Ken back in the saddle after a well-deserved week off. Um week one is on nigh. What does that mean? It means it's it's going to be here soon. And we've we've seen some line movement here over the course of the last like month or so. And we think that today, given that Ken and I are 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 back here on the show together, now is as good a time as any to talk about the line movement and where we currently stand on side and total of each and every game, week one in the National Football League. And we do that with a franchise element that we are happy to bring back yet again this season. A franchise element known dear near and dear to you and yours, deep in your hearts. It, of course, is. It moved. I think it moved. I think it moved. I think it moved. It moved. day of july in the year of our lord 2023 ken we will begin our week one nfl sojourn six weeks out we will begin <laughs> the home september of the reigning, 7th yeah. the home of the reigning defending super bowl champion kansas city chiefs arrowhead stadium season opener chiefs v lions thursday night september 7th ken the current point spread at our show sponsor, the king of sportsbooks, BetMGM. Kansas City in between six and a half and seven, minus 6.75, super high total, 54 and a half. Uh, where do you stand here? Your expectation on where things might go? We've been hovering around the zone for quite some time, right? Chiefs and Lions in the opener. Yeah, the uh, I would say, if anything, just uh, the land, in terms of the landscape of all sportsbooks, were way more seven than six and a half. And I, I don't want to, like, it's July 31st. I don't want to be like, well, MGM's off market on a week one NFL game. Be like, well, I mean, it's still really early <laughs> to, to say something like that. But I think if we're having a conversation about where we're more likely to land or settle on uh, on September 7th, when the game kicks off on Thursday night, this, and you and I talked about this when these, and the, you know, a lot of these soft openers came out, ton of six and a halfs on the board. And I remember all of them came out and everybody collectively was like, Wow, like a lot of credit to the Lions, Chiefs at home, less than a touchdown. Not a lot of teams get that level of respect in the betting market uh, when you play Kansas City, when, especially when obviously when Mahomes is healthy. And the Lions did. And then in most places, they then didn't. And, you know, even a lot of the larger sports books just opened this seven and are still seven. So, like, I mean, I, I'm trying to figure out if you could make the argument, hey, if you want like a valuable week one bet and how you would define valuable is like the number you bet now is unlikely to exist on the day of the game. Do you just go scoop this six and a half from MGM? Like, I don't see a six and a half anywhere right now. And on my board right here that has the bet MGM number, it says six and a half. So like to me, I'm kind of like, well, wait, that 
I don't think that's going to close six. I think it's just going to close seven. And everybody's already, most players are seven already. So I'm like, where do I think we're going? There, maybe, maybe MGM is slow to catch up. Now, maybe it comes off seven. I just, that would be my prediction, just knowing what we know about both teams, how people feel about both teams going into the season. I don't think people are going to be down on Kansas City in an opening night Thursday game at home against a team that still has some question marks. So I think seven is where we're more likely to go. We're there in most places, but as we see on the screen right now, there is still a six and a half. And we, we did this on the show, I think, a couple months ago. It was kind of yep. the same conversation, right, when this was six and a half. Like, I have in, in one of my accounts, I have Kansas City minus six and a half. Um, so, you know, when we did this probably a couple months ago also with the Commanders-Cardinals um, game, I think you came on the show and you said, look, like, this, you should bet Commanders five and a half now. It was five and a half at MGM. We think it's going to go to six. Now it's six everywhere. So, like, for the people that are listening and watching the show live right now, is this, like, is this kind of, like, at that level where you think it's bet Kansas City now, lay the six and a half minus 15, is this will close seven or very likely to close seven? Does this rise to that level where like Commanders Cardinals was? Yeah, I mean, one thing, you know, when you when you bet, I think, you know, if you're if you're taking it remotely seriously, one thing you're trying to do is, okay, like, here's what the number is. Okay, I what do I want to bet? And when I'm answering that question, what do I want to bet? I should always be thinking about, okay, like, do I think this number is going to move in my favor? Because if the answer is no, by the way, if it's just like, well, I just really like the team, then then just, then why would you bet it now? That, that, then it doesn't matter. Then it's just like, okay, then either the price is irrelevant or you don't really care which way the number is going to move, I guess would be the right way to put it, or you're not sure which way the number is going to move. And there's so honestly, some of these games, I don't really know where we're going. Like, I, I'd love to tell you that maybe the Chargers go to three with the Ramsey injury against Miami, but, like, didn't happen. So, like, what? Now we're, now what's going on? So, again, like, I, this isn't like, well, Ken knows where every end If I knew where every line was moving, wouldn't be hosting this show. So, like, out there in private island, I'd be back at the Outer Banks, except I'd own every house. That's what would be happening. So, like, I, I just, again, what do I think is more likely, based on perception of Kansas City going into the season, lack of injuries for both teams, the fact that most sports books are already at seven anyway. Um, I think a six and a half is likely to be seven. And you're you're not it's not like six and a half minus one thirty either, where it's like the same as as seven. So yeah, I just think uh my opinion, the most likely closing spread of the game Thursday night is seven or like seven minus fifteen toward Kansas City. And so if you have less than that now, then the most likely thing is that it will go up. It doesn't have to go up, but it's the most likely. We'll go in chronological order here, so we'll get the Dolphins and Chargers as we move along. I will just say, when that happened last weekend, when Ramsey had that injury, and like we'll see when yeah. he's going to be back, maybe December, maybe sooner, my first thought was, hey, like I, I think this is probably going to go to three at this point now. Because Ramsey's such like a singularly important player on that Dolphins defense in the yeah, awesome. scheme with the, char with the Chargers pass catchers, and uh, still two and a half. <laughs> so... <laughs> Right. So I think, what, I think what does I, that tell you? I think I gotta take, We're just I, I guessing. Gotta take the L. Yes, We're I, just I guessing. I gotta take the L on yeah. this one, right? Yeah. Because I'm like, man, like, well, I it think still it's gonna go. go to three. Yeah, two and a half. It could still go. It just it didn't go for the reason you thought it was gonna go. Like that's the point. Like you thought like you oh he's hurt, like it's gonna move. And it just didn't. Are you surprised by that that it didn't? It's just the problem. So like, there are two issues. One, three is such a key number. It's not just like, like if it was one and a half, do I think it would go to two and a half? Yes. But like, it's, you're going to go to three. And cause I think with the, I, this is a total, now we're really total guess. I haven't talked to anybody. I don't know anything. We've talked about how much I like Miami potentially. You liked them before I liked them. I think a lot of other people really like them too. And if they do, 
and they're going to get plus three in a zero home field situation week one, I think people will just bet plus three. And that's why it doesn't exist. <laughs> so that's why it didn't move. Ram Ramsey, no Ramsey. Like, I, I think people really like Miami. That, that AFC East is an absolute beast this year. An yes, it absolute, is. An absolute, an absolute beast. Wait till we talk about like the Jets. Dolphins. And yeah. like, Buffalo's got a ridiculously high win total. And then also, yeah, is a Bill Belichick's pretty good also. Bringing up the rear with Mac Jones and company. And no Matt Patricia anymore. Yeah, yeah the, uh, apparently rave reviews coming out for the uh, the Bill O'Brien offense very early in training oh, camp. But I mean, you know, it's like. Right. It's a, they, it's they, a, didn't, it's they didn't run the ball backwards. Wow, that's like, what it was like last year. Yeah. Like pull more lemon next to like the a bigger lemon. It's like your lemon's going to look a lot better <laughs> right. than that lemon did. All right. That's a small lemon. We're just getting yeah. started, literally, with week one. On the other side, Falcons, Panthers, Ravens, Texans, and so much more.